13th floor. The 13th floor. This is a sham. This is all sham. It's the number one law school in the country. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. I had no connections there. I got there by busting my tail. Looks like me and Vincent caught you boys at breakfast. Sorry about that. Ted? Beer. I still like beer. Mm. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Sometimes I have too many beers, but I did not drink beer to the point of blacking out, and I never sexually assaulted yes, anyone. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> is warm, friendly, unassuming. <laughs> He's the nicest person. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I'm your moderator, B. Jones. We about to get this thing cracking. My man, BJ, in the building. What's happening? Yes, sir. Everything's good, baby. Let's roll. Let's roll. I got Reggie Noble. I'm sorry. Not Reggie. Uh, Mike D in the podcast. What's going on? Bro? What it do, everyone? What it do? Stays <laughs> on the resident BFBG. What's happening? going on people glad to be back i know we miss you man you always had these in and out stages and hiatuses and yeah man extended stay in jamaica don't let them lie to y'all america (laughs) (laughs) in jamaica this whole time crazy uh time i'll tell you about if if you ask later on but i won't take the the intro part too long but yeah i got stories for sure for sure dj barry be fresh what's going on baby What's happening? You know, I'm out here rocking my good time. Great shirt. Oh my! Anytime you need it. Great shirt. Absolutely. And last but not least, our man with the sound bite, Coach K. What's going on, bro? What's happening? How you doing, man? I'm I'm here. It's been a long time since we recorded at this time of night, but <laughs> I know, man. So we got to keep this thing energized and ready to go because you know us old folks on this podcast, man. This podcast. Uh, nah, man. I gotta I gotta get up. And leave the house by four thirty in the morning to get to the airport by five thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you good, man? You can just stay up all night. Exactly. Uh, do it. I'm going to sleep. So we just gonna run this thing. It's gonna be the longest podcast we've ever done, America. It's gonna be a marathon <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's a serious question, though, Kara. Do you go to sleep or do you stay up? No, I go to sleep. Yeah, I cannot. I will be I, every time I leave early in the morning. I stay up all night. I sleep on the plane. But you really? be up to like two, three yeah, o'clock. Then talk about getting up at four o'clock. I mean, you're right. in the middle of that right. cycle. Yeah. I'd rather still have two, four, three out. I'd rather nap. Even if I only yeah. got thirty minutes, I'm still gonna. I'm still. I'm gonna still sleep. gonna sleep. Yep. Uh, and and I'm gonna sleep on the plane. I'm a double dip. <laughs> I know myself. I ain't getting up. <laughs> I'm not. Once I go to sleep, I can miss it, and then I'm looking like, oh crap, I'm stuck wherever I'm at. I'd rather sleep in the airport, mm-hmm. get there early. But that plane sleep is just not where it's at, neither, not man. I mean, I'm not busy. At all. Coach. It's so, the same as sleeping two hours on wherever you at. No, no it's not. By two hours in my bed is not two yeah, hours. I'm about to say, two hours in my not. bed is like sleeping an eternity on a plane. Because sleeping on that plane and being all caca and yep. <laughs> trying to cozy up to the straight. I don't care what you do. Your neck, your neck is always in a bad position. Always. I don't care what pillow you buy. And nothing. You go. And then... And then as soon as somebody gets up to go to the bathroom, I'm like, oh, what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ruined everything. Yep. Yeah, you got to know if you're going to be sleeping, you get that uh, window seat. 
That way you can just. But that lean ain't really where it's at unless you got like the right jacket. Yeah, and then, have, and then you feel, and then you feel of the, you feel of the the plane oh, vibrating. Yeah. yeah. But also, if I'm sleep, if I'm gonna be on a plane for over four hours, I'm taking like a, a Z Quill or like a, a some type of I'm 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 fading out. Oh, let's do this. Can I have another bottle, please? Thank you very much. Yeah, me, uh, yeah, I don't, the four-hour flights, I don't like. Yeah, but it's pretty much an hour going back and forth from here to Cleveland. So, oh, that's oh. nothing. I can't even really like. Well, you take off your landing. I probably yeah, said that. You got three good Wheezy songs, and then you there. Yeah, no Russian. They're rushing to give you um beverage service. Oh, exactly. sometimes they tell you you don't get it. You exactly. get a bottle of the water, maybe. Yeah, you, you get uh biscotti and uh pretzels. Hey, man, what airline are you flying? American. Oh, excuse me, biscotti or pretzels, not and. Uh, I take the biscotti. Oh, Everything. Uh, after a while, you get tired of eating cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Airplane biscotti is not what you think. <laughs> Shout out to my cousin John Jay. Uh, King Nut make the uh, airplane snack bags. Oh, nice! <laughs> so he bagging them up in the Carter. Bagging them up, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm somebody serious. everywhere, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Hundred percent uh, serious. Hundred percent serious. He's proud. Oh man! So we heard the sound bite, man, from the recent uh, hearings for your boy Brett Kavanaugh. I want to get you guys' take on the sad state of democracy that we see ourselves in. I thought that guy's um, his response was kind of was very hilarious because it was completely different from <laughs> the Brett Kavanaugh that you saw up until that point. But uh, what do you guys think about it, man? You think he's going down? Or is he going to make it through? I I just don't understand how you're supposed to be taking the seat the most prestigious you know court of the land and have a clean demeanor and not worry about anything and you get accused and you come out on an 11 and you go about 15 before you end like i just can't see someone being able to handle you know rules for the land and getting pissed off at the other judges and just in there going crazy so <laughs> you see your, yeah you see yourself now like this is small i mean it's not a small thing but like, you know, a calm person can react better and usually get better pushback than someone coming in there that hot. Like it's it's no different than what I look at with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Your position is like you're trained in order to hopefully defuse. I would hope that's what the training is supposed to entail. Right. Is defusing of situations and being able to create, you know, something that's calm. And, and let me figure out. Uh, a way to rectify situations as opposed to always leading with violence where it's it's when you see the first time that he's really being questioned in front of the world he is rattled he is is heated he is confrontational he is all of these things that you're like that that's my worst nightmare to have to go into court and have to face i you know while being in court is not something you want to do, period, but to have the impression that the person you're going to um, be uh, judged by, this judge is going to be such a, um, uh, 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 you know, enraged person. It's, it's, it's not something I hope for, but it also is very eye-opening of what is already present, right? Yeah, did like, I, I saw the uh, Saturday Night Live and I'll just get the one, uh, so much happened on that show that day. This is an insane uh, episode. But um, the Mike, Michael Che during the, uh, the news segment, he said, if, if, you, if you apply for a job 
and they ask me about sexual conduct and alcoholism, you're pretty much not getting a job. So like, how are we sitting here going through the process and still asking where if you were going for a real job, <laughs> you'd be already next out. So just something to think about. Listen, I got, I got, I got a couple things that I'm just like, what? First of all, you got a journal from 1982. <laughs> this also got a whole calendar, dog. Written, like, written, in high school. written, written in pencil. Yeah. Right. Okay, so that's the first thing. Where do you keep this thing? Because yeah. what storage you know, unit do you have? <laughs> right, and it's still intact. Like, like you must have something that, like, at a certain temperature, a certain like kind of light. For oh, that it's an AC computer. storage unit. Don't get it twisted. Um, two, <laughs> to, um, storage mark. Two. How did it take you so long to read the definition of sexual harassment? <laughs> like it took you forever. Like I'm just like man, like. If you if you make it and I have a case in front of you, well, it's gonna be years before that goes to trial because by the time you read all the facts and everything Think about those big thick yeah case files. Right. <laughs> we gonna hit the statute of limitation. <laughs> so uh, and then and then to finish it off because I, I personally I can't let this it's a soap opera, man. I can't get wrapped up in this thing. Please go out and vote. If you haven't registered, please make sure you vote. And, and do your research before you vote. We need people that don't bring things that take this long to get done in front of us as the American people. That's all I got to say about that. I'm oh, done. I got to research. Who? I got to. <laughs> it was brought up yesterday that I need to go back and kind of before. I, so I'm putting it out there so those viewers who need to look at it themselves. So the thing about it was to push him through last week, even though they knew there was going to be some type of, there may be pushback. Of course, that was major blowback because of his stance and his position on a vote that's coming up at the end of September that he would have been confirmed by. Um, that is going to benefit Trump and a couple other people on the back end. Um, is the, so all the just a ruling on the case. So I haven't looked it up yet, but that's the latest thing I did see from. I want to say it was on CNN yesterday. Do you know what the case is? Um, I'll look it up while we keep on going, but because uh, I want to quote it directly, but that's the last thing I did here. Sounds surprising. I'll put it for that to have him vote the affirmative in that case because it'll be confirmed by them. It's just way too much shenanigans. Like, that's why I say it's a sad state of dem democracy, man, because you got shenanigans on both sides. <coughs> so that I think that the Democrats just have to play dirty at this point, which is ridiculous. But it's not so much that. It hasn't been this way. I think the the part of, of presidential life, so to speak, where it wasn't shenanigans was the Barack era. But other than that, it's just been shenanigans. So secondly, like we've been spoiled by like, all right, this guy's competent. Like it's actually stuff going on. Wait a minute. Like you think Reagan, the Bushes, like everything presidential has been, he just, Trump just kind of took it back to a whole different level of shenanigans. It's everybody getting involved now. It's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely crazy. I want to keep with the Saturday Night Live um, theme, though. Fresh, you said we had Ye on the Saturday Night Live, man. What was that like? So um, for those who <laughs> got the opportunity to tune in, uh, Kanye made another um, controversial, I guess, appearance is the best way to describe it. Uh, he was on there, of course, doing some music. And then afterwards, he closed out the show with one of his famous rants where he uh, came out wearing another MAGA hat. And so that's a make America great again, 
again had, of course, um, during the rant, he started speaking about how they tried to bully him backstage into not wearing the hat, which then led him into continuing through the rant of how um, pretty much his belief and stance on wearing the hat was about his, the fact that Trump has won, um, uh, uh, you know, creates a piece of his belief that he too could win because he talks about when he uh, proposed that he was going to run in 2020, people like his smartest friends laughed at him. That's what he said. And, and you know, seeing Trump uh, achieve it made him makes him feel even stronger about the possibility that he can. And that's just a piece of, um, you know, Kanye's overall free thought, free thought, free, you know, um, ideals. He's always talking about ideals. That's one of his uh, biggest points, but that it's all leading. That's, that's part of his piece. Lead with love. Um, and it was just a very interesting and controversial time to, to look at Kanye. He has pieces of, um, you know, really coon offensive thought processes. I mean, at the end of the day, when he's speaking and you are really blown away by a, the fact that he's out there in the MAGA hat period after everything that we've been able to witness and experience with that administration. But then he will, um, he was actually on an interview today on TMZ again, wearing that hat. Um, but then also one of the pieces he spoke about was that he wanted to, I think, abolish the 13th amendment from the constitution, which at first, which is the piece of course on slavery, but, he brought up a, when he first said it, it sounded very like, well, what do you mean? But in um, having an opportunity to further define it today, he broke it down as in that 13th Amendment, they, they abolished slavery, but you are allowed to be a slave if you are imprisoned. And right. so that's the, the why he wants to um, get rid of it because that's what they are doing now while they did abolish real, you know, slavery. We're not picking cotton anymore. They still use it through the um, imprisonment of African-Americans and, and everybody, you know what I mean? In society. So again, he has pieces that are gems, but then he leads a lot. While he uh, always campaigns on, I guess, leading with love, he leads a lot with, um, hype in, 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 in controversy. And so it's, it's hard to weed past those shadows a lot when, you know, your first uh, interaction is almost a punch in the face, right? So here's my thing, man. I really think Kanye got to kind of slow down a lot. Because um, I think for him to even go on that presidential thing, I think it's a play on the intelligence of Black people, because I think that's why he would think he would uh, win the vote versus, you know, a Trump who did it and played on the intelligence of the downtrodden and less fortunate of his race and actually got in there. But some of the things that Kanye is doing and saying, I love Kanye. I love things that he says. I don't like, I don't love some of the things that he says, but it's, a, it's, it's, it's too much of a distraction. Um, like I can't. Um, look, I, I, to me, I have no, Kanye is not a, um, a politician right so he's not to me i am who am i to tell any person how to act move you know be what they want he he is going to be kanye and he is going to do what he does and uh you know genius is a stone throw a you know a sliver away from being psych a psychopath right 
And so there are going to be moments that are going to be confusing. And, you know, there are opportunities to weed out and pull out those um, potential gems and what he's trying to express and in the, in the points of view he's trying to bring across. So it's, it's always, uh, I guess, at the end of the day, entertaining to, to sit back and see how the cars fall, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Entertaining, yeah. But, I mean, I just wanted to make music, man. Um, and just, I don't know, just, just be a silent leader or something like but, that. But you got to realize that's no different than that lady telling LeBron just play basketball. Just shut up and dribble. But what the difference is, is we talking about Kanye, who maybe, what, 20% of the time makes sense versus a LeBron James who just opened a school and... Who, who are you to, to defy what the, the, the... Hold on, because right now Kanye was talking about on, a, on the, uh, the uh, what's the show, TMZ, he went a good 20 minutes about what he's doing in Chicago and how he's going to help them with rid of gang violence and he's opening up, like, warehouses and universities and he's doing those things. And he, he went through a lot in between the chaos. So you was just, if you just listen to what he was saying and just like listen without like blocking your ears for a second because he got crazy, you would hear that he has some good things that's going to be putting out there. But you got to dig deep through all the, the shenanigans that he talks first to really hear that, oh, he's actually going to do some cool things and something that makes sense. But why did he say that <laughs> first? Exactly. So, and that's my thing. Like, I know Kanye will do great work. I know he, with the, has in Calabasas and the fact that he's trying to, I don't know much about the foundation he has in Chicago, but when we're talking about, you know, I, I get what he's trying to do, spread the love with Yandi and everything else. But when you have, you, you lose a lot of credibility when you make some of the misstatements that he, that he makes. So I feel like if he just, if he was able, and we all know he can't, but if he was able to slow himself down, just a little bit and focus on those things like what you mentioned, Faison. I think he could be a lot more effective in that right. Nope. I just don't want to see him be become president. I don't I don't think he's any more stable than our current president. Do you think that's what fired him up? It's almost like you always hear you say that Trump inspired him like, okay, well, this dude can do it. If he can do it. Well, he, way before Trump even became president, he had, uh, uh, you know, wild statements of saying that he would want to be president and that he would, you know, I'm going to run at some point. However, I definitely do not believe right now that regardless that he would win, you know what I, I mean? I, like that the controversy is too. Look, I don't believe the white people are going to vote for like uh, the, the, the majority of white people would vote for a period. And now he's lost, you know, a significant portion of, minorities it's like he would i don't even see him making like some crazy noise because of that fact that like it doesn't matter how um how much he tries to play the game of hey i like trump and in hopes to you know potentially get some republican voters they're still like ninja please <laughs> you know what i mean like that it doesn't him in, a, in a room trying to talk at a table with everyone he's like shut up I'm talking right now. Like, I just can't, like, the way he was a Harvey right now, he just totally told Harvey, are you asking me a question? He's going to say, man, are you asking me a question? I was like, whoa, whoa, calm down. <laughs> calm down. So I just can't, I, I don't know, maybe he can turn on, because obviously he can turn a genius on when he wants to. Or maybe it's going to be in a role he was playing today that he wanted to put out there, and he leaves and he's back to his normal self. You don't know. You never know where he is. But what you do know is that Yandi is coming, and... Black Friday. 
He pushed it to Black Friday. To Black Friday? Wow. Yeah, he said on TMZ that he wouldn't drop it this Saturday, but he, he didn't finish. He's going to Africa to get some more beats and he's going to get it going. And he wants to drop it on Black Friday so he can make a statement because Black Friday is not just about blacks. It's some, some blah, blah, blah thing he did, but Black Friday is dropping. Okay. Fair enough. That's good. Can deal with that. Fresh, thinking with you, man. What'd you think of that C5, baby? Me personally, I, I I enjoyed it. I um listened to it quite a few times. Of course, I had some of my uh top tracks that um what is it, Uproar with Swiss, of course, is is I mean they already got an uproar challenge going on. The Mona Lisa though with um Kendrick. That was hot. That is that is like incredible to me. Like I love I'm a I'm a story yeah, rap enthusiast, right? And so to hear a good story is always um awesome to me, but it was uh a very unique tale and the way that they played it out was really uh dope to me. So I definitely, um, while I, I, I did not enjoy every song, well, I won't say I didn't enjoy, I'm just, I'm always hard pressed on, you know, rapping singers where it's like, you know, there are very few Drake's in my mind where I don't think that by any means, Lil Wayne is bad at it. It's just, I personally have issues with having some rapper singing to me. I mean, really at the end of the day, like there was one song I really was vibing with, but then I'm just like, but this dude is like singing to me. I can't, like, I gotta go to the next one, period. So, he did a lot of that on this album. Yeah, I was, I was expecting more from, from this album. After so much time to remaster it and bring it back in and adjust it, I was like, okay, I mean. You'll never, but see, that's why you'll never be able to, that's always the the downfall. It's like almost a sophomore album where he's had so much time in between albums. Like there was so much anticipation. This is something I've learned over time with um, trying to enjoy music is getting out of the expectations and and hoping that you're going to get the card of three again, or you know what I mean? That it's, the way I looked at it was I looked at um, more like along like a Jay-Z's album last year. I looked at Eminem's album this year where I'm looking at people who are, are in the game, have been in the game for quite some time. But then did I think it would be impactful, you know, across the board generationally? And then also were his lyrics still like I still felt Lil Wayne, but it still was, you know, Lil Wayne has his fingerprints and footprints on so many of the new artists that are out now. And so I still felt that it um, still held with the relevancy and the wave of what's going on right now. So that's kind of what more so impressed me that even though he stayed little Wayne to me, he still had what I know and, and what I saw, um, you know, younger generation and younger cats still being, um, uh, um, you know, finding it dope. Like they, they still are talking about it, saying it was dope. Uh, and to see it uh, compared to Eminem's album where, you know, everybody is, is kind of up and down on Eminem's joint in the sense of which one? He Kamikaze went in there and smashed the latest one, Kamikaze. He went there and smashed it lyrically, and I'm, I'm not taking nothing away from it. But at the same time, it's it's like Eminem went in there angry and like, y'all, I'm going to tell all of y'all off and everything. Where it's and, it. and while it's not a bad album by any means, it's still like you feel that in that album. Whereas the C five to me is like it's still Little Wayne could have been a new artist coming out with this C five album in a sense in this era, and he would have been the new little, just like there are a thousand little whatevers now. You know what I mean? Like he would have came out and still been able to 
oh, wow. Yeah, this new dude is, is like that. DJ disagrees, but it's all good. I, I listened to the whole album that, that day again. Um, wasn't really feeling it. There's like one or two that like caught my attention, but I need to go back and listen to those two or three songs thoroughly. I'm in my comment, the same thing. I'm quote, my man Chris, it's no good or bad, no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. It just is what it is. There's new music that came out, and life's going to keep on going. I don't know, man. I think C5 was, I don't think it was all that it was hyped to be, but I think that it was kind of like, all right, let me get this one out. And then the next one, because I feel like he's warmed up. Um, Dedication 6 was great uh, as far as the punchlines and lyrical ability. I got a whole lot of that on C5, but in like, uh, it, it was like songs, so like he would kill it for certain songs, but it would be missing, or he would get into the singing mode, and I've never heard Wayne sing this much on an album that I can remember. Why is he singing? Because that's what know. Wayne does. He does, like, I don't know why you guys are acting like Lollipop ain't a freaking love song, and like, like he hasn't had love song hits. Like, this is what little Wayne does. Like, that's what he brought. That's he part of the, the Max B wave that that's what they brought, the singing auto-tune. Like, you know, I remember he did a whole album. He did a whole album with T-Pain called yeah. it T-Wayne, where a lot of that album was them just singing an auto-tune, baby. Like, don't don't forget that. Yeah. It's me, though. He sound a lot more like Drake or Black. Or but you gotta, you gotta also realize he created those people. You know what I mean? Like that's what you're not thinking about. Is like, no, they actually kind of sound like him because you're not, you're not real. Like, yo, Lollipop and all that stuff was before Drake, was before Black. All of that, like, that's what you're not thinking about. Is if you go back and look at, listen to all of that old Little Wayne, and especially when he had in that Lollipop era when he got into the T Wayne era of using the auto tune and wanting to to do all. He's got that. Uh, what's that song? Teach you how to love, and I'll teach you how to love. All of that stuff is is all singing, hip hip hop infused. Like yo, he started all of that way with uh, Max B. Like that is him. So when you say it sounds like Drake, no, Drake actually sounds like Lil Wayne stuff. He just sings better, can carry a better tune. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think he did a whole lot on this album, and those one or two songs that you just named or across a, like a five or six year period, he got like. Tell them joints on this track album. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to say nothing. Hey, PJ, so you say you found the article, man. We, we want to come back to that? Yeah, sorry about that. So, yeah, I looked up the – um, I, I put it on, on mute that quick. So, the the case was the Gamble versus U.S. Um, it's set to go to trial at the end of the month. Hey, BJ, I'm sorry. Y'all was calling for me to say something. Um, Ghostface Killer got an album that comes out on the fifth. Wu Tang fifth. Uh, yeah. Oh, Wu Tang Rizzle. Rizzle. Up, All I got. I couldn't yeah, talk that about Rizzle, none of that other stuff y'all were talking Get about. Out. Method. Magic. What? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Back to you, BJ, with the case Gamble versus so, Gamble. Gamble versus the United States. So basically, the background of the case is Gamble Terrence Gamble convicted of robbery in Alabama, two thousand eight was um, pulled over in 2015 um, with a broken taillight. He found a gun in the car, so he went back to jail. Um, the case is going to be tried for – it's coming up the Supreme Court against for the double jeopardy. 
But if you look at all the implications of it, so it's not directly about that case. It's, it's going to set a precedent for federal crimes versus state being able to be pardoned or convicted of crime at the state level, federal level, and then whether they're pardoned or not to be able to be convicted at the state or press charges there. So I'm going to read this one directly because summarize it real quick. So basically, if it was to apply, um, it allows individuals pardoned for federal crimes to be charged for the same offense at the state level, um, a core principle of federalism. But Gamble is not directly related to the um, Trump case, but special counsel Robert Mueller investigation into President Trump's possible involvement with the Russia election interference could have implications for that case, meaning if they try at the federal case or he pardons, there's another one where he can pardon um, Manafort that was convicted on eight felony counts um, back in August. Um, that could set president now, and it's all about protecting people that's in that chain of command right there. It will set the president for other cases to be dropped or pardoned for him. Basically, if he, if it, if Kavanaugh gets on and votes in affirmative, law goes in effect, can't be tried. So if President Trump pardoned um, Manafort from the August um, counts, then he cannot be tried in the state court as well. So they're trying to protect their own down the long run. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And I started reading this yesterday, but again, I just had to go look it up to make sure I was quoting it right. And this case comes to the Supreme Court when? The end of this month. The end of this month. Yes. Wow. See, and these are the big picture items that the smoke and mirrors and the yep. eye show. Oh, yeah. I'll take it back. October 5th. It was, I heard it. I, I heard next month, last week, but that was September going to October. The court, case, the court will hear the case October 5th. <laughs> by the time he's sworn in, he'll be five day, the five day or the one week. Do this FBI investigation now, so we can take care of it in a week. Yep. You can put them in time. Right. So push him through, get it in. He'll be sworn in by the time they rule on it, so he'll be able to vote in affirmative. Oh. Wow. So a lot, a lot more of the political poodle wool over your eyes, like. We're making it about this, but in the background, we got other plans for this anyway. So let's go and get this out of the way, get it confirmed. I mean, people want to point out Clarence Thomas. People want to point out that whole Anita Hill thing. Again, I'm not credit, discredit, right or wrong. That's not my place. But I, I see it as two separate things. But I see it as two totally different situations based on the intentions of the nomination. And that's all I got to say about that. Like Carol, <laughs> like Carol said, man, this is why you have to get out and vote, get registered, and get active. October the 9th in Florida is the last day to register to vote, people. Sorry, for the November election. October 9th, next Tuesday. Last day in Florida. I'm not sure about all the other states. Yo, if you, if you think that you've already registered and you're good to go, it does not hurt to register it again. And there's websites all over the place now. Um, and if you can link one to somewhere here in the description here, it'd be great. Um, but yes, you, you gotta go change your address, change your name, move apartments, all that matters. Registration, like it's, a, it's the smallest detail that makes difference. So we'll try to keep you from voting. Trust me. Also say, um, go state that you're a Democrat or a Republican, even if you don't want to vote necessarily that way, because when you go independent, you wind up not being able to, um, vote on some of the elections 
because you're not um yes yeah, only in the primary the primary only in the primary still it all makes a difference right so when you voting in the primary you got to make the designation but regardless at this point you know primaries are out of the way we just got to get you registered so you can go ahead and use your use your rights man and make sure that we write shit while we can when we can um, thanks right <clears throat> and you may not be writing the ship just just give the ship the best chance to reach the destination. <laughs> oh, man. No, oh, before man. we go on, I, I just clicked on, you can go to Google and literally type in virtual to vote, and it will give you all the steps. You click your state, and it'll tell you what to do, where to go, by mail, in person, everything. So it's quite simple to do. Quite simple. Faison, I'm ready for you as well, sir. We haven't had a corner in a while, man, so I need that. Man, I, I, I there's so much information to pour out. Um, I don't even have a corner, but I will just say that uh, block right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just give us one of your uh, your stories from Jamaica, man. Yeah, well, the, well, I'll give you one from Ace's birthday party. So we just had uh, Ace's turn one um, last weekend. Uh, we had a huge uh, throw out for him um, down here in uh, in Wayne or up here in Wayne, depending on where you are. Uh, that party was from. Uh, 6 p.m. to midnight. Uh, the boys were awake the entire time. It was insane. Uh, lots of fun, lots of gifts, uh, two car loads. Uh, just, just insane. Just fun, fun, fun. Um, your boy, of course, didn't work the whole time, didn't sit down. So it's a Sunday morning when you were like, hey, it's the podcast. I was like, I can't move <laughs> because my body was in such pain from being, from moving the entire time. Um, but it was just crazy, man. It was, it was a wonderful time. And um, it was it was just a lot. It's just so much going on last three weeks uh, that I've missed this. But uh, I'm glad to be back here, man. It's it's fun. I miss you guys being able to be on here. Um, and you know, I made it to one, so he's officially an adult now. I'm just kidding. My dog got his college paid for. Yeah. <laughs> one, of those, one of those gifts was a car. The other one was an apartment. He's uh, doing his own thing now. Hey, um, yeah, by the time this comes out, it's too late. But uh, happy Independence Day, Nigeria. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is yeah. right today. October the 1st. Funny story. My aunt was uh was like, why are you going to work today? And I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, holiday. Independence Day, boy. I was like, I'm here. She's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, goodbye. That's for you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, we definitely got to shout out the other birthday, man. Coach K, you celebrated a birthday this weekend, man. Another year older. How was it, man? How does it feel? Um, it was cool, man. I, I went and um, helped some kids uh, by building a playground in a Chicago school. Um, so, yeah, and then I, I flew back home to uh, Florida. But uh, it was cool, man. Just, you know, what, what, was, what was really interesting was the number of people sending me messages saying, oh, this is your year. This is the year that you're going to like, you're going to break out. This is the year that you're going to um, show people who you are. And I was just like, man, like, that's crazy. Like, did y'all get together and plan this message? Like, cause it just came from multiple people, man. So needless to say, the pressure is on. It's there. You're bubbling boy. They see you. Yeah. Bubbling. Yeah. You're going to make it happen though. Does it feel any, you know what I'm saying? Like as you, you get older, and I guess that's a, just a general man question because when I was younger, people always tell you, oh, once you hit 30, you know, it changes. 35, it changes. And, you know, now being over 40, does it feel feel much, much different now? No, not at all. I, I woke up, I woke up 
all my birthday feeling just like I did the day before. So. <laughs> it's a mind thing, man. It's all in your mind, man. Easy. It is what it is. Yeah, man. There it is. DJ Barry, be fresh, man. We need that fresh in biz. What's going on? Uh, let's see. Today, we are going to talk about uh, networking. You know, it's, it's a, a tool that I lack. I need to get stronger at. Um, but networking can help you open a lot of possibilities. And there are many different ways to do networking. You can go, join networking groups, all that good stuff. But also um, being more active when you are out with, you know, your friends, your significant other, um, and in social events networking, talking to people, being able to discuss what we call the five-minute elevator pitch of what you do or what you're hoping to do in order to potentially get other people who can help you on that road to whatever you're hoping to accomplish. And so, um, yeah, network. Don't be scared to get out there, talk to some people, enjoy stuff, uh, be what's going on. Uh, don't be a black flamingo, flamingo like me. Go ahead and, uh, you know, let your uh, inner self out and go out there and experience the world. Let them know who you are and learn who they are in turn. Fresh and biz this week. Number one, Entrepone Ninja, we out. How do you break the ice? At a networking event. Because Take a hammer and you just hit it. You just show just yeah. go for it. No, I mean I've been to a few and it's always weird starting that first conversation and it's just mad awkward and you know whatever. I'll be honest, um I'm I'm horrible at it. And I mean it it's really but the 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 funny thing is it's really mind over matter. It's no different than breaking the ice with uh trying to talk to the opposite sex, right? Where it's it's a lot more about just the the comfort and the ability to A I think in having confidence in knowing what you do and what you plan to accomplish and, and what your goals are in order to, uh, to um, you know, be able to uh, dictate them properly as opposed to going in there nervous, being new at a job and not having the opportunity to uh, really discuss and explain yourself properly. But also you have to go in there with an understanding, hey, everybody's there to network. So, you know, don't be scared. Don't um, feel comfortable. Don't, uh, don't uh, feel that you shouldn't go ahead and allow yourself to have a beverage in order to ease um, some of the tension. However, don't have so many beverages that you become obnoxious or an a-hole. <laughs> the bar is a great place to network. I've seen it happen firsthand. You get your... You're going to see events, I'm assuming, and you sitting by similar people. So you'll get to talk to them. But when you get to the bar or the after, the after effect is when you really get to just know, hang out, chit chat about nothing. Then nothing turns to like conversation and business card exchange, you know, LinkedIn profile exchange, whatever you want to do. But yeah, it's, well, it's business, where you're breaking, you, you just kind of relax. When you relax, it's, it's easier. Business is about relationships. People like to do business with people who they enjoy seeing or talking to or whatever. Even if that's in a small interaction at Publix when you're buying groceries, you prefer to go. When you see that cash register person who um, was, you know, cool to you last time or gave you a smile, you prefer as long as they're lying short to go down their aisle as opposed to somebody else's as well as with, you know, buying a car or a home or anything else. They like to, you like to do business with people who you enjoy or, you know, feel are good people. And so by um, taking out the, the, the element of being nervous and, and get more into a relaxed state, it allows you 
to create friendships, to create bonds, which then lead to business opportunities and the opportunities to um, potentially find out, hey, this is what I needed. And now, you know, Bob, who I met at the bar that day, wow, it turns out Bob actually has a company that does that. And so it's, uh, again, about leaving attention, going out there, doing networking, not being scared, and understanding that networking can happen anywhere, from the pool to the penthouse. And let's not forget, you got to make sure you do two things. You got to smell good, talk to somebody, and you got you to look good. Looking good, leaving the impression is a very important factor, that first walking up to someone. And so, yeah, not you got to be flashy, but you can't be the guy in the, uh, the oversized suit trying to talk to somebody because you're already put in the category of a uh, dud. Sad. Dang, Art. Well, all right. What about that entry networker? That's the only suit I have. Are you telling me not to be my first time? The right, just wear the warrior sleeves up, wear the tie, and I was working with J Days and I lost weight. Right. A good a good look is about good confidence. It doesn't matter the wardrobe. So don't get caught up, like Art said, about have confidence, believe in yourself, and, and confidence carries you into a good look. Because there are plenty of people I've seen with wonderful clothes who are, you know, it's still, they still look as opposed to there are plenty of people who have on not name brand, it's not the right size necessarily, but the way that they carry themselves and the confidence that they had still allowed them to execute what they needed to do. So I think it's more about the confidence and understanding of of where you're going and what you want than it is about, you know, being too caught up in saying that you need to have those uh, great clothes. Yeah, I'm, not not I'm not saying you gotta go out there and, and fend the Versace, but you gotta look well. Yeah, all this is, I'm the two flamingos in the group, though, right? <laughs> so all this is, <laughs> you're like, don't come looking like a slob. <laughs> That's it. He said you you reckon classified as a dud. <laughs> Dude, he opened his mouth. Like, <laughs> oh man, it's like four people are just gonna stay home. Yo, they just slug back into their suit. Like, oh man, and turtle. <laughs> Turtle, turtle. <laughs> hey, try to try, try to shrink the suit. Just wash it. Uh, <laughs> do what you got to do. Wash uh, it on warm. Yeah. <laughs> Coach K, you know what time it is, man. I got to go to you so we can close this thing out. Listen, man, I don't know how you want me to close out this hodgepodge of foolishness that we just went through, man. Yeah, Everything man. from doggone <laughs> Kanye to Kavanaugh to... to Man, I don't even know. Just five, all just types. hot mess. But here's hotness. Here, here's what I'll tell y'all, man. Here's the takeaway from this: as long as you are holding on to that one thing that you will not take a chance on, you do not know how it will be received. So Kanye, look, he's being him. He's taking a chance. Look at his success. We can't say that he's not successful. Trump, uh, you look back at his track record bankruptcy 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 failed business failed business he is the president of the united states so don't worry about that suit that's too big you go out there and you take your chance because you never know who you're going to meet who you're going to impact who you'll inspire put that thing out there write that book 
put out that that program that you want uh, because you never know who it's going to impact. And if you don't put it out there, then we'll never know. And you may miss out on the opportunity to change. Uh, listen, I, I'll say an individual, but it could be the world. And we wouldn't know if you don't take that chance. So just step out there and put it out there. Leave on empty. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all That's for listening. 100% of the, the pitches you don't swing at, right? All of them. Thank you for listening here with us on the 13th floor. But the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Hey, check us out on Vimeo. Any other thing that you want to see us out there on? We all over the, the place. Make sure you check it out. We have a Break it out. Like button. Like button. Smash it. I got a for sale in my... The 13th floor. floor. floor.